Hey everyone, welcome to the X Factor Files podcast. I'm Daryl. Oh, and you just noticed that Philip is not here. Philip is on assignment. His nine to five job got real busy. So I am here solo. And we are going to chat for a little while all about X Factor issue 28. So um, I'm really excited for it. It's going to be a great little journey just for you and me this afternoon or this morning or this evening whenever you're listening to this so um it's been quite a week in terms of everyone receiving their galactus and i am so looking forward to my galactus it's finally coming tomorrow so it's actually coming the day this episode releases and i'm so jealous of those people who got it over the weekend and got to spend time with it and unpack it I just want to see how big this beast is in person, because I think, even though Philip said maybe the Sanderson sisters should stay up, they might need to come down after Halloween season is done, so I can have a big top shelf dedicated to Galactus and the Heralds and a team of the Fantastic Four, because that's really the only space he'll fit, I think. This thing is massive. I mean, it's the largest Marvel legend ever. So uh, I really need to pay attention to where it goes and if I can, you know, give it a proper space because the poor Sentinel is just standing in a corner upstairs still. And he is near the Omnibus collection, so good reading material, but not displayed in any way because my X figures are really well organized, but they're not on shelves that can accommodate the size of the Sentinel. So, you know... Sometimes it takes you years to find the right place for a statement piece, like a very large action figure. So I'm looking forward to actually defining that space quickly for Galactus so I don't have that giant box just hanging out. Um, I don't know what my favorite piece of that is going to be, but I already have um, a Herald on hand. Fire Lord came last week or the week before. So... He's on hand that Heralds of Galactus 2-pack. Who knows when they'll show up from Hasbro. I mean, uh, I have high hopes that it's soon, but their release schedule has been a little all over the place, Um, especially when it comes to random things like them single card releasing Mojo outside of the mojo world pack which i think is shipping to me i don't know um i saw that someone else is expecting it soon i think chandler is expecting it from the x reads podcast so um i think his is shipped which means mine may be shipped i i just don't know what's going on with them i'm slightly hopeful yet i don't have my hopes up too much for this pulse exclusive uh, event on friday october 27th where they may show some things and maybe put some things on sale i'm really disappointed in being a pulse premium member and not being able to actually use that for early access to pre-sale for the stuff that they show during PulseCon. none of the marvel stuff was able to be reserved and i think we've covered that before um, I don't know why I'm paying for that membership at this point, and we'll probably cancel it. So I can put that money just towards regular shipping costs, um, which will probably cost less than the Pulse Premium membership. Because as a Marvel fan, not getting a whole lot from it. I uh, used it maybe once for a Star Wars thing, but that's about it. 
So let's switch to setting the mood for a second for when issue 28 came out. It was April of 2008, and there were a lot of things going on, um, especially in the music world. So Jay-Z and Beyonce, they were married at four o'clock on the fourth day of the fourth month. So April 4th at four o'clock, the hottest invite in town was Jay-Z and Beyonce's wedding. Um, I must have missed my invite. I don't know where it went, but I wasn't able to be there. Charlton Heston died at the age of 84. Um, I don't know if you have any attachment to him. Obviously, he was pretty important in Hollywood. And then he did the whole NRA thing, which, I mean, I feel that's more his legacy now than being Moses or whatever he was. I don't know. Who needs to go into that? Um, and speaking of hateful people, J.K. Rowling in April 2008 was fighting the release of an unauthorized Harry Potter encyclopedia. Okay, so we know that J.K. is in it for the money, and she's been very upfront. She's like, I can basically spew hate and still make money, which has shades of Kanye all about it. So I think we actually talked about Kanye's song earlier in this run. We disavow him and his anti-Semitism because fuck Kanye West. Um, anyway, back to J.K. and her brand of fuckery. Um, maybe you should just lean into fans really loving your material and creating ways for people to enjoy it so that they'll ben then buy more of your licensed material. Um, I, I mean, I would really love to see something like Chad, um, from Gray Malcolm Lane. He contributes to a great website that's a resource that's unauthorized by Marvel, but it has so many different pieces of information on basically any character you need to look up. And Marvel's not suing them. Um, so JK, I'm going to look up this court case and I hope your ass lost. Um, Mariah Carey news, very important. So uh, last episode, we talked about Touch My Body and it's hilarious music video. Um, so this song went to number one on the U.S. single chart. So it is in the number one on the Hot 100. And she became only the second artist other than the Beatles to have 18 number one singles. And that is breaking a tie with Elvis Presley. So Mariah Carey still going strong. She is um, our generation's Elvis Presley, basically. And by the time you listen to this episode, we are like days away from her emerging from her Christmas cocoon. And we are going to hear All I Want for Christmas is You for the next two months. Buckle up. I love the song the first few times I hear it. And then it's just sort of background noise to me. I know some people actively detest it. And some people don't celebrate Christmas at all, which is fine. And I'm sorry that you have to be subjected to this growing trend um, with Mariah Carey. Those of us that grew up in the 90s saw this one coming from day one. And now we all have to live with it. And the song of the moment. Let, let's focus on someone else. Leona Lewis with Bleeding Love. What a song. It strikes me as a very Grey's Anatomy song. I am sure they use this in an episode where Ellen Pompeo was real sad about McDreamy or McSteamy or her life in general. Maybe her mom, maybe her dad. She had, she had a lot of issues, um, even in that early run of Grey's Anatomy. I have no idea what she's up to now because... 
I, there are so many things I would rather watch um, than Grey's Anatomy, which is probably rehashing things from 10 years ago when I didn't even watch. So, Leona Lewis, we see you. We appreciate you. You are bleeding love all over the place, girl. So, before we dive into the issue, I want to kick it over to a little chat I had with Chandler, who I just mentioned, from X Reads, the podcast, but also the uncanny experience. So um, I'm going to toss it over to that interview right now, and then we're going to come back and talk about issue 28. All right, we have Chandler. Chandler, you're from various places. Am I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you have your own podcast, X yes. Reads, the podcast. Um, yes which comes out every other Wednesday. And it's a selection throughout the entire course of X-Men history. Yes, yeah. So uh, we, yeah, we're bi-weekly and we do cover a single issue every episode and it comes from any course of X-Universe. So we've done a lot of Claremont run, of course, but we've also done modern Krakoa era stuff and everything in between. Yeah, I enjoy every single episode. I can't wait until it comes out. It's what I listen to on my very next commute after it's released. So thank you so much to you and Chris for doing that. But both of you have been cooking something else up along with other people in the X-Men podcast universe. Yes, yes. Uh, you're referring to the uncanny experience, I imagine. I am. So <laughs> this went big. I mean, it launched last week and it was everywhere yeah it was really really humbling to see everybody react so positively because uh so it's myself and my co-host chris and uh dylan from the house of fx podcast we all got together and we decided that there's no x-men event you know there's a he-man con there's a power rangers con there's something for every fandom there's a xena retreat so we're like where are the X-Men fans going to gather? So we wanted to create something that we ourselves would be so excited to attend. And we curated it into a, an immersive kind of convention hybrid called the Uncanny Experience. And yeah, it's coming to Minneapolis, Minnesota next September. And that's so exciting. And the promo video, it looks like we are at the X-Mansion. I mean, this is going to be such an immersive experience. So People will be in cosplay. People are invited to cosplay. Um, if you're not into cosplay, like I've never done it before, I might try for this, but I've never never done it before. So people can just come in street clothes too, right? Of course, yeah. So it's it's a hybrid event. I, the media, we're calling it a LARP. It's not a LARP, which is a live action role play. That would be something where everybody has to commit to the fantasy of it. This is something that is a bit of a hybrid model. So you can come you can attend classes, you can pretend like you're in the, the X-Mansion, uh, or you can come as just a convention attendee and you want to meet Chris Claremont and the voice actors from X-Men the Animated Series. We have Rogue and Wolverine from the show as guests, as well as Claremont uh, and Larry Houston from the Animated Series as well. So you can just come, yeah, in street clothes, get signatures, buy comics, talk to other fans, hang out, uh, you know, take photos inside the mansion. It's, it's completely customizable. Um, and then for somebody like yourself, who was like, I might want to cosplay, I might not. We have these school uniforms that you see in the promo video. And yeah, we will be packaging the cardigans with the official logo. And all you do is have to wear a white Oxford shirt and dress pants. And all of a sudden you are a student. So 
uh, yeah, that's a, it's an easy way for people to feel like they're a part of it, but not commit all the way into a cosplay. That's so cool. And it, it sounds like, I mean, the X universe is so accepting of any everyone and anyone who's interested in it. And this event is really patterned after that as well, um, where everyone's welcome. And yeah, I'm looking so forward to it because I've been in the venue with you. And there are so many cool little spaces where all those things will be taking place. I mean, you turn a corner, it's another hallway, and it's filled mm -hmm. with rooms where different things will be taking place in over two days. That's so many experiences that someone can have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we have multiple rooms with multiple activations, and these will be a combination of classrooms or uh, like interactive experiences and whatnot. So yeah, th there will be all sorts of activities to do. And each attendee is going to get a report card. And if they want to do the experience and get a stamp as they go through the report card, they will receive a diploma at the end in the graduation ceremony at the end of the weekend. That's so cool. So uh, where can people find out more details about this? Let's direct them to how to get tickets or how to even read up on some of this stuff. Sure, absolutely. So yeah, we have our website, which is www.theuncannyexperience.com. You can also find us on social media. It's at the uncanny exp, like experience exp. And uh, through the website and through the social media channels, you'll find ticketing links and you can learn all about the different ticket levels. We had three levels, but we sold out of our Omega level. We have general admission, VIP, and then we had a top tier Omega level, which sold out in less than 24 hours, which was really astounding to us. That's so exciting, though, too, that obviously people want this. Just like you mentioned, there is no experience for X-Men fans, and this is it. And it, you can see that people are super excited about it. You have people coming in from all across the country, if not the world already that I've heard about. And mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be so cool to meet people in person because, of course, with social media, I don't know if you noticed this, but I did over the course of the pandemic, people went to social media to find like-minded people to make these connections. That's how you and I originally connected. Mm -hmm. So this is really giving us an opportunity to meet one another face-to-face, -face too, in a really great environment and a unique experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was kind of the primary reason of doing it. We want we want people to come together. We want to be able to meet other fans of mutants and be with our little mutant community. Yeah. So um, what didn't I ask you about? I think I want to know what you are most excited about. And are there things on the horizon you have not announced yet that may be coming out between now and then? Yeah, well, okay, so first of all, the that last question, there's all sorts of things that we're going to be announcing kind of from now until then. And it's still a very much a work in progress. You know, we were launching, we're seeing how it goes, and then um, we're going to start uh, sending out some surveys to people who are on our newsletter. So if you guys want to participate in kind of the creation of the event as well, we are taking a lot of uh, things into consideration. So you just sign up to our newsletter, which is through our website, a prompt will pop up right away. So uh, if you go to theuncannyexperience.com, you can sign up for the newsletter and uh, kind of be updated on everything. That's where we'll be giving kind of our first uh, talent announcements when we have special guests that are going to be confirmed uh, from now until then. We have our first batch, which we launched with, but uh, we have some more that we will be announcing from uh, from now until the, the launch. And then uh, what you're not asking, or I can't remember what the first half of that question was, yes. was, uh, yeah, I mean, 
there's just I, I don't I don't even know where to begin. There's so much to consume with it. But I think the main thing that I, I want to get across is that it's a small venue. So it's a very intimate event. Um, you know, so we we're not selling thousands of tickets. It's not possible. It's a mansion. You know, it's not an ex, it's not a, uh, you know, exhibit hall kind of thing. But there will be vendors. We've been contacted by a couple pretty prime retailers and we're really excited for um, some exclusives that they've offered and stuff like that. So there there might be things that you can only get if you're at the experience. So we really hope that everybody shows up and thank you to everybody that bought tickets already. It's so amazing. Yeah, thank you for joining us today, Chandler. This is going to be um, our opportunity to really shine a light on you. I wanna have you back when we're into this a few months to see how things are going and so you can update us as well. Um, I'm so excited. The The guest lineup already is fantastic. I mean, Larry Houston is huge. I can't wait to geek out over his involvement with X-Men, but also Fantastic Four. Uh, mm -hmm. um, because that's a little nugget I feel that is easily slid by when we're talking about his career, but he played a huge part in my childhood with a Fantastic Four cartoon as well. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, just think of the experience that your current guests are bringing to the table. Uh, I mean, I could listen to them for days and days. So yeah. I very much look forward to it. Me too. And they've expressed that they want to play in the experience as well. So you might actually interact with them as characters within the whole activation of the experience as well. So there's an opportunity for some really cool creativity. And uh, one question I realized that we didn't bring up because we were both Minnesota guys, but yeah. why Minnesota? Everyone's like, why Minnesota? Why isn't it in New York? Well, you know, I'm from Minnesota, you're from Minnesota, you know, like, I wanted to create it in my hometown, I wanted to create it in my home state. And I understand that the X Men are from New York, but you know, I don't live in New York. So <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think that we both see an opportunity here in Minnesota where we can have something phenomenal. And um, September is a beautiful time of year here, too. I think mm -hmm. that people associate us with a cold tundra, but September is wonderful. And it's a great time to visit. Um, they can go to some orchards like we did a couple yes, of weekends yes. ago. Like, <laughs> there's so much to do. And I really look forward to you all showcasing our home state in such a way too to our fan community so that we can hopefully get this ball rolling and make it a mm -hmm. thing. Let's, let's make Minnesota a great meeting point for all of us. Yeah, I love that. And to that point, all the Omega level ticket buyers that sold out that level are not from Minnesota. So it's like everybody fly is flying in at the top tier. And that was really um, amazing uh, to see that that people were committed a year out and flying in yeah. <laughs> just to be there. So, so we're, we're really excited to, to welcome everybody that attends the experience. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking some time today, Chandler, and we will talk with you soon. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone. Well, welcome back. I so enjoyed speaking with Chandler. Um, if you've seen some of the social media that maybe he posted, I was there during the airing of that commercial and it was, or not the airing, the filming of that commercial. And it was so exciting to see even before visual effects and everything, what the vibe of the uncanny experience is going to be. And I'm, I'll be there. Philip will be there. So many of our podcasting friends are going to be there. And honestly, I can't wait to see some of you here in Minneapolis next September 
as I mentioned, it's a beautiful time here. Um, it's a great time of year. And you know that just outside of the conference or the experience that we are going to be able to get together and hang out and have some apps, have some drinks, and just meet each other in person. I've met some of you, but some of you I've just been dying to meet. And for those of you listening, you should all come. I think that it's going to be a really fun weekend. It's going to be a great way for you to be interacting with some people like Chris Claremont, Lenore Zan, like holy shit, Rogue herself. And let's not forget, this is right before the X-Men animated series is coming back for X-Men 97. This is the same season. We are going to be meeting the talent that is involved with this show before it takes over the world. So uh, everyone, come on to Minneapolis, hang out with us. We would love to see you. And I know that you are going to enjoy your time. Like Chandler said, this is made for X fans. And you don't need to be an expert. I'm not an expert on everything X-Men. I wish I were. Um, but this is a way for all of us to chat with people, gain some knowledge, and just have a great time. All right. So issue 28, we are right after Messiah Complex. And this is alluded to in the previously in X-Factor. Mutant kind was nearing extinction until for the first time since before M-Day, a mutant baby was born. A race to get control of the child followed, with different groups hoping to protect, manipulate, destroy, and even devour the new mutant. In an attempt to learn about the future held for the baby, Cyclops sent one of Jamie Maddox's duplicates into the future, where he was branded as a mutant. Literally, he got tattooed. Though it wasn't part of the plan, Layla Miller tagged along with the dupe. Meanwhile, in the present, Cyclops assembled the new X-Force team, a secret strike force that Wolfsbane is unable to talk about. The title of our issue is Aftermath. And of course, we have Peter David writing. We have Pablo Ramondi being the artist. Jeremy Cox, we see you as the colorist. Our letterer is VC's Corey Pettit or Corey Petit, or you can chop off the VC. I see you, Justin. Um, and then our editorial team, we have Aubrey Sitterson as our editor. Executive editor is Axel Alonzo. And Joe Quesada is our editor-in-chief with Dan Buckley rounding out the credits as our publisher. All right, we're in church. We are being taken to church in the first panel, first page of this issue and we see that Teresa is confessing some sins and she's starting out with some pretty minor stuff and talking about you know I I've done some uh, some violence and the priest is well like well you're fighting prejudice you know that's that's not bad she's like well I took the lord's name in vain a lot and he's like okay well uh that's not great and she's like I coveted my friend's new iPhone, and I had impure thoughts about this guy, Jamie. And um, the priest asks, is there anything else? She responds, not really. Very well. Two Hail Marys in an act of contrite. And then the bomb is dropped. Terry says that she got knocked up with Jamie's child. Bomb, shall we know? whose pregnancy test it was. Um, Terry, 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 obviously going through a lot. We're cutting over to X-Factor headquarters where we have Jamie and a dupe 
talking to Wolfsbane, and she is like, you know, I'm leaving. And Jamie's really upset by this. He he wants her to stick around, and he, he sees her as ditching the team, leaving them high and dry. And Jamie's going through a lot. Layla is trapped in the future, and the X-Men are sort of disbanded. They're scattered everywhere. And uh, Jamie doesn't have a clear plan, even when he's pressed by Wolfsbane on this. And um, he he gets annoyed by one of the dupes, pushes the dupe back into him. And um, Wolfsbane is like, you know what? I've... Uh, I've made up my mind. I have my reasons that, you know, I'm not talking. And Jamie's like, you know what, Rain? I can't respect that. I can't respect someone who bails on our friends and won't say why. And he says, go, go and be damned. See what I care. This triggers Rain. She is full wolf form um, going at Jamie and like now describing sort of, you know, why she's leaving. And she's like, I killed both of you. And Jamie's like, what? What do you mean? And this is where we get the flashback to Rain's vision of Jamie and Layla dismembered on their wedding night. And Jamie's confused. She And he's like, what do you mean? Layla's gone. This can't come to pass. Layla's not here. And Rain is convinced, nope. Um... She'll be back, and I can see what happens, and it's going to be bad. We cut to Richter walking on the street, and um, he thinks he sees Layla. And he's like, oh, Layla, oh, come on, come back. And it is not Layla. He gets accosted by a man and a woman. Um, and... The man is one of those residual mutants, so he still has a physical scar. His scar is horns. And um, he's like, leave me be, leave us alone, you know, go hang out with the rest of the pans. And we don't know what that means yet. We will, this issue, but we don't know yet. So this sort of sidelined Richter, he's chasing after this person who looks like Layla, and he's like, Layla, it's Richter. And she turns around and it is um, a sex worker. And he's like, how old are you? And she's like 18. And she asks for 30 bucks to turn a trick, negotiates down to 20. And he grabs her. And then like this group of pimps shows up and he is accosted by them. Richter lays out one of them, but then the not Layla tases him in the back. And um, he's just sort of ruminating, like, what did I get myself into? Like, he wants to find Layla as much as anyone else, which is sort of surprising given their history. And throughout this, there is a Mad Rocks monologue in the Green Bubbles, just sort of going over how rough the team is. Like, you know, Siren has been kidnapped. Guido has been brainwashed. Uh, Rain has been mentally traumatized and Layla's got like not doing well as team leader. He's not feeling great. To break up this monologue, Guido shows up, rescues Richter, and um, makes all of these uh, pimps and thugs scatter to the wind. 
And uh, Richter is in pretty rough shape. He has a gash on the side of his face where he's bleeding. And uh, um, Guido is talking to him, saying, you don't have to do the macho thing. And uh, Richter's like, I'm not being macho. I'm sick of people thinking I'm weak, which is legit. I mean, he still is powerless. Um, he he says that he has no clue about how he manifested some powers with the crystals that were in his back and fell out. So um, there's something he's hiding from the team because he can't miss giant rocks sticking out of your spine. So um, they they just sort of walk along together. We cut to Monet, who is talking with Rain as Rain is packing up her room. And uh, Monet doesn't take it seriously. She's like, whatever, you're not leaving. And uh, eventually, um, she convinces Monet, this is real. And I am I was hoping to see Richter before I left, but I can't. And Monet's like, here's an iPhone. I got it for you. And uh, Monet then says, I also got one for Terry because she kept eyeing mine and is getting on my nerves. And well, this one, it was meant for Layla, but here you go. She obviously won't be needing it anymore. And Rain asks, well, what happens if Layla comes back? And Monet's like, well, I'll just buy her another one. So Monet, she has some feelings. She wants to keep everyone connected together. She actually cares, but she doesn't want to show it. Um, Guido is uh, trying to call Madrox, gets his voicemail, and then Madrox walks right in front of him. And uh, he asks, where are you going? And Jamie says, I'm looking for some guys to beat the crap out of. So uh, now they're walking along together now that Richter has sort of gone on his own journey. And um, they are heading to this meeting of these haters um, that have been um, talked about the power plant. And these are, oh, what are they called? Oh no, purifiers, there we go. The purifiers who look like modern day crusaders, like they have crosses on their gowns and they have belts with pouches and hoods. So uh, they, these purifiers are meeting that, and for the purpose of taking back Mutant Town. And Jamie walks in, he's like, love what you've done with the place, um, but I really need you to listen to me. And uh, the Purifier leader is like, I know you, you're Madrox. How dare you profane our gathering with your foul presence? And uh, um, Madrox pulls out a gun and shoots this dude, like, point blank, bam. Bye. And as the other purifiers are sort of stunned, he stomps his foot, gets some dupes, who also spawn with their own guns because we know whatever Madrox is holding is also duplicated. Very mysterious. And he just has no patience for these purifiers. And he he's really down in the dumps. And he says, you know, now that Layla's gone and the only future I know is filled with despair... I have to stop it, and I don't know where to start. So this is where he's starting. And 
more purifiers show up and they sort of spill out of this building while Guido was looking at it. And um, Jamie is wondering to himself, you know, what will be required to take my compassion away as well? What will be the final thing that destroys everything I am? And he may be headed to a crisis point in his life. At the power plant, we see Terry and Monet having a drink. And um, Terry is having a bottle of water while Monet has a cocktail. And Monet is like, I'll come along and hold her hand. And Terry's like, what are you talking about? And um, Monet is being the supportive friend. Like, well, if I, I think you're going to terminate the pregnancy and I'm here for you. And Terry's like, oh, no, I, I can't do that. Like, not only is it against her morals, it's against her own idea. Like, well, if the mutants are ending, this is bad. Like, I shouldn't give up a mutant baby because we sort of need them because there are so few of us left. And uh, Monet fills Terry in and is like, oh, well, you know, rain's gone. And we cut to headquarters where Richter and Madrox are sitting at the table. And um, Richter's sort of reflecting, something weird is going on, things don't feel right. And um, we see that at the end of this conversation, the dupe is just hungry. He wants a snack. And he is like, well, actually, I'm a dupe. You, you haven't been talking to real Jamie. Bye. And after the dupe pieces out with like a pint of ice cream in tow, Richter goes upstairs and he's like, you know what? You know who really gets me rain? I, she'll know exactly what I'm feeling and how to make me feel better about it. And he goes and the room is cleaned out. By the way, she did not, not take her pillows or her bedding and left her dresser drawers open, which is kind of rude. And he sees that there is a, an envelope left on the bed addressed to him. Just says Richter on the front. And that's where our issue ends. So uh, super interesting development. We, we see that the team that we've really grown to know and love is sort of cracking at the seams. Um, we have a lot of development here. Rain's gone. And she's been around, obviously, since the beginning of this series. Monet is sticking around. She's doing a regular thing. But Terry's pregnant. And she's pregnant with Jamie's baby. And what is that going to do for the team dynamic? How is this going to play out? It's so interesting to see sort of how Peter David is evolving this team and maybe setting it up for the next step. And I swear I say that like every other episode. But um, his story is coming along and then it seems like the next iteration doesn't have rain in it. So will that void be filled on the team? Or is this going to be the status quo for a while where we are just down one member? And what does that mean? Um, do we have a perfect number for this team or not? And I guess we'll find out. So make sure to hit us up on Instagram. We are X Factor Files Podcast on Instagram. We would love to hear your thoughts about this issue. Um, sound off, and then we will be ne back next week with a brand new episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Mm -hmm.